what is museum means is a platform bring people together to learn to know each other. Wherever your country you came from, wherever your culture, wherever your religion, we need to live together in peace. Our guest on the Manchester Museum podcast today is Jenny da Costa Van Amputu. Jenny is a Congolese refugee and human rights activist who has dedicated his life to ending violence and injustice in his homeland. Forced to flee the DRC nearly 15 years ago to save his life after protesting against human rights abuses, Jenny's struggles have continued since arriving in the UK in 2006. He's joined in conversation by his close friend, Jake Gill, a member of Manchester Museum's visitor team who has supported Jenny with his asylum claim and has created a documentary film about his life. In their conversation, Jenny recounts the difficulties that he has faced as an asylum seeker in this country and calls for museums to offer space for people to gather and learn about refugee experiences to prevent further discrimination and prejudice. Hi Jenny, welcome to the Manchester Museum podcast. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as a refugee and a human rights activist? Thank you, Jake. Um, my name is Jenny Dacosta Van Putu. I was born in Africa, Republic Democratic of Congo. So I came in the UK on November 2006 as a refugee asylum seeker to Heathrow Airport in London. And uh, is where I straight away acclaimed for Asalam Sika. I ran away the pressure uh, in my country because I risk to be killed. I was uh, the leader, one of the leader as a student. Uh, we fight for the freedom. We like to restore democracy. My country, since independence, we always been under dictature. The president, since Mobutu, who spent 32 years in the power, that is unacceptable. But he stayed by force. I was young. I was born in 1975. So he took power 1965, 10 years before I was born. I realized the country, the poor population, no food, no water, no electricity, no votes, no election, uh, no freedom. But in same time, the Democratic Republic of Congo, DRC, my country, is the one of the richest countries in the planet. But 
the poorest people in the planet same time i could not understand how the poorest country malnutrition children don't they wake up they don't expect to have water no electricity no food that tells me to to change things the things must change the country is not for belong of someone or minority of group of people they can take all riches they become more rich rich than rich and the poor people become poor than poor so i try to organize uh, some uh, meeting with friends uh, to the university you know i am passionate for the law myself and i'm a true christian so i like justice i like justice in the society i fight injustice i fight discrimination i fight uh, the homophobic i want everyone to find his space in the society i want people to be in the freedom i want everyone to respect the law i see how england they do election you can be in the power only because you've been elected i see the france on this time and uh, we start to work but it was uh, tough to risk our life every single day i can't know tell you how many time we've been arrested uh, i see a lot of people lost life my friend colleague that was the revolution to change things and it was uh, impossible i can say i'm sorry to say that to be honest is uh, only the reality where i came from and we start to walk those one loves life will still love them we gonna memorial about them all life because they work hard but they pay the price of a freedom today the job is not totally done you can't live under a dictator we need freedom they are big work to do and i'm there to do this job because if i don't do the job i don't do my part nobody gonna do in my place that was uh, I, the situation i face i risk to lose my life but thank god by miracle i travel to england that was not my plan but the reality is that i am here in the united kingdom While you were able to save your life, your experience in the UK has proven to be difficult as well. Can you speak about the challenges that you faced, including homelessness and destitution? I came uh, from uh, DRC, like I said, in November. I remember November 2006. Straight away, I 
face the immigration without passport and I came there, I claimed asylum seeker. I spent two nights in an airport detention in the plan to send me back Congo. It was not easy. The immigration officer who and give me the first welcome interview, he was not happy for me to come in this country without a passport. And he said, well, you've been colonized by Belgium, your country. You're supposed to go to Belgium. And uh, over there, you can speak French. It's a good country, a good place for you. You can go to France. But why all England? I say, I didn't plan to come in England. But the life bring me here. I'm a Salam I ran away to risk my life. If you send me back home, my life gonna be in danger. So you're gonna be responsible. If you sign paper that you are responsible, my life, I'm gonna lose my life. Straight away, if you send me back Congo, let me tell you true, they're gonna kill me. You are free to send me back like you want. I cannot challenge your decision because I have no power. England is not my country. I no come here for food. I'm not come here for uh, get advantage or to pro make profit. You can't compare my life most important. So it was not easy even to arrive in the UK. I face big challenge in airport Heathrow. That is the reason I was under detention. I didn't come straight away, you pass and you go home, no. I spent two or three nights. After negotiation, I spoke to the, the top manager to the airport. I explained to him the United Kingdom sign the agreements to protect refugees, everyone who ran away for the political reason to save his life. You sign the agreements to protect us, the true Asalam Sika. Top manager, say, Jenny, you are right. We welcome you. You can come in England, stay here, we give you protection and we're gonna start your case and let's see what will be happen after but we don't gonna send you back and he said to me sorry for the attitude of my colleague that he was a little bit quiet uh, no good but you know everyone have his stress so you can go to Warsaw Warsaw is uh, West Midlands, near Birmingham. It was the first place I been transferred. After a few months, my case been rejected by the Home Office. I make appeal. My case was rejected as well. No, on this time, I didn't have enough evidence to express all my story where I came. 
that was uh, the difficult, the second difficult challenge I faced. And nobody to advise me, nobody to help me to build my evidence, to present my case, to defend also my case. Again, I have a struggle, struggle to find a good lawyer to help me. We need to have a lawyer. There is a lawyer provided by British immigration, yes. But the lawyers need to work with the heart to help in every single, any single asylum seeker. That was not my reality. Do you think there is enough support for asylum seekers in the UK? I spent almost 15 years. But just after six months to arrive, I've been kicked out from the nurse accommodation. I start to become homeless. No place to go. I used to survive only charities. And uh, they provide food around Birmingham. I used to go many cities, Coventry, Wolverhampton, West Bromwich, Warsaw, Dudley, to the, you know, the organization called Salvation Army. They are people helping me a lot. Red Cross helping me a lot. The food bank, they drop in. I went to Leicester, spent time with a friend to the church, African church, just in the case to find a place I can sleep, even the floor in the church. You know, the winter I came from Africa, I never faced the winter. It was a winter period, difficult for me. I'm very big size, difficult to find the clothes can fit me, no money no benefit, no section four, nothing, uh, homeless, years and the years and the years and the years. I went to Stockholm Trent, I went to Scotland, Glasgow, only to find the churches, the church can help me. I no receive for five, 10 years, money of Vosha, no section for support, nothing. Because um, the difficult it was to find the, the good lawyer and I've, I have opportunity to build my case strong. Uh, it took me 10 years, 10 years, almost 10 years to be homeless. I used to sleep in the McDonald's. I have to be honest with you. I used to, most time I spend night, night, night to McDonald's. 24 hour McDonald's in Leeds, in Sheffield, Bradford, different city. Did Manchester offer you a sense of belonging when you moved here? One thing I have to mention 
any different city have different policy regarding how attention they pay to the asylum seeker and the refugee or immigrants. Different city, different people, and the different culture, and different attention. The best place and the city will give me more opportunity. Since I'm in England, the city who welcome me, the place who give me opportunity to meet nice people, people friendly, and people very support about the immigration case is in Manchester. Manchester is my hometown. I am honest, I will finish my life in Manchester. I will uh, live here for life. Because if we see Manchester give me opportunity, I have to recognize and uh, to thank Manchester particularly. You know the organization like uh, Rapar. One, uh, one of my friends we meet in the church is the, the person who told me to join meeting in the rapper. They are platform special. You can't meet rapper everywhere in the UK, only in Manchester. And it's a platform set up the biggest refugee who supports Asaram Sika around the United Kingdom. I will wish the rapper to install, to be installed in the different city. But till now, it's still only in Manchester. Rapper helped me to build organization for human rights to fight dictature in, and to install the freedom, democracy in my country. But I could not have this opportunity because every human rights activist, they are arrested, tortured, and killed. But I still have my mind set up to build organization to fight official the regime. So because I'm here in England where I am protected, I am free to, to set up my organization. What I can say, Manchester is my land, Manchester is my home, and Manchester I meet people who help me to move on and to start now the professional work, to work with my organization to change things. Do you miss living in the Congo and do you miss your community there? And how do you still connect to your community while living in the UK? There is a quite big Congolese community here and maybe four times a week I try to go to meet my community because uh, we, sh we talk about what is happening in our country every time when we meet. We talk about the politics, we share the opinion, 
we got a lot of meeting and we talk also to how to help the new arrival in the UK to help them to set up here. They are Congolese people who keep in coming. They need my expertise. So I got myself a lot of responsibility to look after back home, but here also. I still have a contact with Congo because you know I got family myself. I got my blood family who suffering a lot to miss me. I miss them. That is uh, not easy. I try to feel like to forget a little bit because when I stay myself in my room thinking about Congo, what is happened there, every single minute I am in my computer to have a, to follow the reality of politics, economic, everything in the Congo. The work is very hard. I got long way to go. Now I have to set up my life here, but I'm still working hard, harder than harder to change things in the Congo. Have there been occasions where you have felt the opposite of belonging, but instead faced discrimination or prejudice for being a refugee? There is uh, some politician who think wrong about asylum seeker refugee. There are a lot of people who think the immigration is bad things. We come here to get advantage for or in all aspects of life that describe British people alive here. So that is very hard. I've been myself a lot of time victim of discrimination. People think I came here for food or for good life. That is very wrong. It's a big mistake to think like that. And I beg people who keeping think like that because they never face what we face in Africa, in the, our country, not only in Africa. There are a lot of people uh, from Syria, there are immigration from around the world. We face things, we born with the dictature, we grow up with the dictature, we leave Congo with that dictature, we came here, we leave dictature continue over there. But if you don't welcome us, you put us in the more danger. They are nice people. They are also people different who get us wrong. Badly treatment I face. But people need to understand what is this immigration. They don't only to listen to what politicians say bad about the immigrant. The life is a very precious life, human being life. is more than food, more than everything we can. It's more than money. Money no make peace life. Money no build life. Money no save life. But your attention, your welcome me, is to save my life. I set up in this society. I have responsibility to work hard 
to pay tax here, to find a job, to give back UK that British people give to us. We are here as well to help this society, this country. We must respect the law of this country. I never broke the law, but I am going to find a job. I'm going to work very hard to support this country. Because this country gave me opportunity to save my life. My determination is to give back to the UK people for some of them to change mind, to think not everyone is a bad person. Don't have a negative judgment for someone just uh, by no proof uh, that is something is affect a lot, a lot of people. Uh, as well, uh, before to move on, uh, you know, we came from countries speak French. English is not my first language. I never speak English since I was born. I never studied English. I came here, I used to speak only good morning, goodbye, what is your name, good evening, and thank you. That's it. But I want to learn English for my integration in this society. So if I got it difficult, I can express to you. But there are a lot of people, they can't speak English. And when you see them, you put discrimination to them. So people need to understand immigration, even we are here, we face a lot of problems. The first barrier is language. I'm learning English culture. I am part of this society. England has become my second home, my second country. I love this country, and I want as well British people, even not to love us, but to pay small respect. That is very important. How do you think that Manchester Museum could help to support refugees to make sure they feel comfortable living in the city and feel a better sense of belonging, integration and assimilation? Is it also more important for British people to better understand refugee stories as well? And do you think museums could be a part of the process to help make that happen? In my opinion, I respect the work they do. It's a very hard job. They open the door to people, but to help people to be integration to British society, like in Manchester community, museum have a big part to work. Because if we see like library, people go to library to study. But there is no one in library to help people to explain them what is their rights how they can do things, how they can try to be involved of this society. Or in a museum, they can go to learn. If you invite one small group of Asala Musica to understand British culture, it's only in a museum where we can learn. 
not in library, not to the college, but to understand the British because we need to learn British culture. I give you one example. I get remain to live, but I still long way to go. I have a plan in a few years to apply for British citizen, but I'm gonna face to the exam to speak about British culture. We have no chance to go back in Congo. We don't come here as a visitor. We came here to be part, to set up life here. Do you also think it would be good if Manchester Museum offered more space for refugees to put exhibitions on as well? It is definitely important that more refugees feel like they belong in this country, so I definitely think having that open space where people can come and connect with each other and learn from each other, discuss cultures, which will then lead to um, less discrimination and less prejudice because people will understand each other better. That is the opposite part of responsibility for Niger, the job he must do. To help a refugee to understand more about British culture, British history. In other sides, British people need to have a space to the museum to learn about refugees. Let me tell you one thing. There are a lot of British people, they don't know what is a Salam Siga. Museum needs to give space to help call British people, call immigrants, have a chat, discuss what you think about me, what I think about you. We have a chat, we discuss, so we can understand each other more. Nobody gonna accuse, but because no one gives us opportunity to face this challenge, confrontation, let's speak, let's talk, Monsieur Manjessa can give British opportunity to, uh, to learn, to understand, to have a contact, direct contact to the refugee. When you describe in your mind the definition, the work, what is museum means, is a platform bring people together to learn to know each other. It can be beneficial for both parts. Create one platform to set up peace in this society. Wherever your country you came from, Whatever your culture, whatever your religion, we need to live together in peace. So thank you today for joining me, Jenny. Um, I think it's been a really great discussion about what museums can do to help refugees to feel a better sense of belonging. Also for just opening up about your story and your struggle, um, just so people understand more about what refugees and asylum seekers actually go through in this country, because I still think it's something that isn't discussed enough. And so just being able to open up and hear your story and have a discussion about it today makes it a lot easier for people to actually just understand what people are going through. Thank you very much uh, for the opportunity you give to me. I appreciate it a lot. I have only to thank you all the rest of my life. Thank you for opportunity. Thank you to support me. Thank you to being there. For me, it was a long way, long journey, and I achieved a lot. Today, the result is very positive. Thank you very much.
To find out more about the work that Jenny does, or to support some of the organisations in Manchester helping refugees, check the show description for more links and information.